When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in the man, the myth, the podcast, YouTube legend, Coach Banstra, who took a new job, head football coach at Bradford High School in Ohio. Coach, what's up? We just did a whole podcast about 40 minutes before this recorded. Yeah. Well, it's that's I mean, as, as we kind of said, some of it, like some of the pre for us is really good. Like, I mean, some people we can just talk to for an hour and I'll occasionally mention that like when I start a podcast is like. Hey, we'll get started, even though we just talked for 30, 45 minutes just on, I mean, we haven't really had a chance to talk all spring. Um, the original podcast crew ain't together anymore. I mean, just because of job and life stuff. And, um, but yeah, no, it's been good. Got a job switch. I'm not literally like the third smallest public high school in the state. So um, it's going good. Got some good colors now, orange and black. Um, <laughs> just singles. Very nice to be able to rep some of that during the day, um, despite the fact I'm wearing an Air Force shirt right now. Um, and yeah, it's going well. Can't complain. It doesn't do any good if you do, though. Um, what kind of made you decide to switch schools? Um, there was just a variety of factors that kind of led to that. Some of that I'm not going to really get into, but um, it kind of, we kind of, it just, it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. It is what it is. We both kind of agreed, me and the administration there, that is kind of time to part ways. And um, I found a really good job. Um, and had I not coached at Northwestern, I probably wouldn't have gotten this job, to be mm -hmm. honest, just because the superintendent at Bradford was at one point, many years before I was there, was the ag teacher at Northwestern. So they he kind of knew of me. And, um, and I obviously interviewed fairly well at this point because i've done it enough and um it's just a really good fit like there's that one of the things i really like is that there's a just a central actual town and that's uh -huh. not a knock on northwestern by any means but there wasn't a central town and it's been really nice to be able to go to a central town do things be involved in things like all the events are there like our the public library in uh, bradford had a um like a little festival thing uh, uh -huh. their week and i was there I mean, it's talking to parents, seeing our kids, doing a bunch of things. So it's it's just it's had that old small town feel, which is nice. And um, it's been going well. And um, like I said, the colors are – I enjoy orange and black much more than I or enjoy red and blue. And um, 
being a railroader is a nice little change of mascots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk about that all the time. High schools are not very original with their mascots. Um, it's very repetitive with eagles, tigers, mm-hmm. uh, lions, knights, um, which I've been several of those over the years. It's just kind of, I mean, me. I have a group of friends that we talk about like head coaching jobs that open and that's one of the things we talk about is colors and mascots. Cause some of that does matter. Like, cause it, like it's what you can do to advertise your program. And it's like, I've been able to do got. I mean, I, we have a slanted B. I mean, we have a railroad, like a true uh, train mm-hmm. main mascot, but like our alternative that we put on most of our sports stuff's a B. Well, I put a railroad spike through it and it looks pretty sweet and the yeah. kids like it. And, um, like I said, the stuff you can do and, um, it's been good. Been fun. Yeah, um, I visited my parents this past weekend, and they live in a small town. And I miss the small town feel. Sometimes the suburbs are very yes hustle and bustle. Um, but that small town feel—if it's Friday night and everything's shut down to go watch football—it's great. It's a great there's feeling. Like, there's pros and cons to it. Like, I mean, my roster cap is probably 35 in any given year. So that's not great because you, once you get injuries and whatever, but again, you get the small town feel you get, to, you actually know everybody in the building. Like we're a K through 12 building. Guess what? Oh. I'm probably going to know every kid in that building and every teacher. Whereas when I was at Westland many years ago, I couldn't name half our teaching staff because it was so large. Right. Is like, that, is that just varsity then with 30 or is that like, Oh no, that, that is nine through 12. Okay. I Like, I mean, our, Average graduating class the past couple of years has been in the 30s. Oh, graduating. So now enrollment's going up, which is very good. Like um, below ninth grade and below, we're in the 40s. Because um, kindergarten class is going to be 50 something. I know, still massively small, but I mean, we're at a school where 70 plus percent of your population plays at least one sport, I mean, I think two sports is like 60 something percent is a stat I saw, and three sports is like 40 something percent. It's not bad. I mean, they, they, these kids are participating in a lot of things. And that's mm-hmm. if you're not in those, you're probably in band or drama. Or um, There's very few kids who don't do anything. And it's um, quite nice. And, like, the girls' powerlifting team has, like, 30 kids. Wow. Like, like they – I mean, the kids participate. Uh-huh. Um, like, I mean, yes, I mean, Bradford didn't play a full varsity season because of numbers last year. Well, I got 34, 35 kids – signed up to play who are I'm seeing consistently. So there's been a good uptick and um, we got a brand new field. That'll be debut this year. Um, it's a nice new stadium. Um, it's a field house for a year from now. So it's going in the right direction. Very good facilities, very supportive community. Um, a lot of other really good head coaches who I've been able to work with in the other sports who have, uh, we've done a really good job of promoting each other and making sure the kids are playing multiple sports. That school smaller than my school. Yeah. I, I mean, like, we're, we are the third smallest public school in the state. Um, that plays football, I think, is a technical term. I think overall we're maybe, like, fifth. I mean, like, our school district is, like, 25 square miles. Like, it is not a large area by any means. Um, like, square miles-wise, we're, we're definitely in the bottom three. Um, there are, like, private schools who are obviously smaller than us, blah, blah. But, um, like I said, it's fine though. Like when you, if you can get kids out, um, yeah. And so like, I mean, and I've been, and I've benefited. We've gotten a couple of kids to transfer over. 
um, that have wanted to come play um, for us because of the stuff we're doing facility wise. Mm -hmm. The new field has attracted some kids, the new stadium. Um, There are, I mean, you get a new coach brings a new energy and I think kids kind of see what we're doing. And when you, our kids talk to other kids and be like, Hey, our new coach is doing a good job and uh, we're liking what we're seeing. I think that kind of stuff helps. Well, brand new things help too. We figured that out. If you get new stuff, kids might come out and play. My buddy did that. They got new helmets one year and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, 10 kids came out because they're like, Oh, you got new helmets. That's cool. Maybe I'll come do that. Oh, you got a new field. That's cool. Well, it's at Northwestern. I changed the helmet color, and God, I mean, our middle school doubled in size. Like, <laughs> it, it's like, is, that's. I mean, you do think it, it. I mean, getting kids out is not difficult. Build a relationship, give them free stuff. Like, I mean, like, it's not hard. Like, I mean, the foundation is the relationship piece. But once you build, once you do that, get them gear. Get them mm-hmm. new helmets. Get them new shoulder pads. Get them more jerseys. Like, I mean, like, like I told when I get off with you, we our numbers have increased so much that I'm about to order extra jerseys before the season starts. Making that, I'm texting my AD afterward. Actually, I'll probably text her while we're going. Um, so, like I said, gotta get that done today. And um, thanks for looking up. Well, that's a good problem to have, though. If you have to text oh. the AD and say I need more stuff. Like that's a good problem to have, and if you have an AD that's going to buy the stuff, that's even better. Yeah, no, I mean, and we've gotten some help. I mean, I've gotten some people to donate some money, or the boosters have agreed to cover certain things. And um, trust me, we've spent enough on helmets and shoulder pads already because of the increases. That mm-hmm. it's, I mean, you know, it, I mean, helmets ain't cheap. No, uh, no, but it is what it is, and um, it's a little harder when you're a district our size. Just because, I mean, are you necessarily going to get the Nike jerseys and the really nice stuff? Probably not. I mean, unless you get some really nice donations, but you're still going to get them nice quality stuff and uh, you're going to take care of your kids. And um, like I said, things are going going good. Yeah, we just got brand new helmets and they weren't cheap. But the thing <laughs> is, we got to keep the old helmets. So what we're doing is if you're a varsity athlete, you get this new one because it's different colors. Our varsity ones are white, and the old ones are blue, or like that dark navy blue. So if you're varsity, you get the white ones. Everybody else gets the blue ones, so we can distinguish who's varsity and who's not. And it's pissing off the kids because we just handed them out. And you got the sophomores going, wait a minute, why don't we get the white helmets? And we're like, well, you ain't varsity yet. Like, don't worry about it. Well, I thought all sophomores dress varsity. And we're like, not this year. You're going to have to earn it because we're tired of just handing it to them. But those brand new helmets, we were. I was like, "This wasn't cheap, was it?" And he goes, "I ain't talking about it because it was bad." No, it's 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 not. Yeah. Well, everything's like the protein itself. That stuff is not cheap. Um, I if you go through a Deco and Gatorade here in Ohio, it's not that bad protein. Um, like I I I will say this: I spend a stupid amount of money on protein. Yeah, but I did the North my second weird Northwestern going on. Um, I will spend money on protein. Oh, we do too. Uh, we just gotta make sure. That, well, we buy maybe because we buy just so much, but like all the sports work together and get it. So maybe that's yeah. why I don't know. But yeah, probably we do too. And, and it, it goes fast. It does yeah. not go last nearly as long as you think. Um, I kind of the weird flip here, like where I went from at Northwestern, they preferred the bars, the Gatorade mm-hmm. bars. 
Here they prefer the shakes. I'm out of shakes already. Like, I mean. We get both. We get the bars and the yeah, shakes. We, we get both, and the shakes are gone. Like, they're just, and the kids are, like, just a little sad because they were enjoying them. But it's like, I mean, I don't make a kid eat one, but you need some protein after mm-hmm. a lift. And that's why I tell parents, like, if your kid doesn't want to eat one, I'm not going to force them. Because I, I had one person worry that when I ordered the protein because they hadn't done it before, like, um, what, like, what have parent complaints? I'm like, well, I'm not forcing their kids to eat it. If they want to eat it, they can have it. Like it is there as a resource mm-hmm. um, there for recovery. Um, it's not really to bulk up 20 grams of protein. Ain't going to bulk your kid up. No, it's going to help recovery after a lift. Um, like you need to eat at least a gram per. I mean, if I've learned anything talking to all these, these strength coaches and I've talked to a lot of them, a lot of people vastly smarter than me. Um, if you t- just a gram of protein is just maintain small growth, you need about two grams of protein per body weight to, to really pack on the muscle. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we already weigh 180 pounds. It's really hard to consume 360 grams of protein in a day. Yes, so, it is like to be optimal. Um, but if you're at least consuming a gram, we're at least on a right path and 20 grams of protein will help in that direction. Well, that's why we do it because all, I mean, I don't know about you, but our kids, if they come to lift football, then they go to basketball camp right after. We're like, please eat this as you're going up to basketball because it's going to help you. I, I tell our freshman quarterback that all the time. We have a freshman, one of our quarterbacks, and he's there some days, three times a day between baseball, basketball, mm-hmm. and football. I'm like, son, you need to eat. Mm-hmm. Like, I was like, I don't really care what you eat. I prefer you eat clean and eat protein and yeah, but you just need calories, like so you don't turn into a toothpick. You are doing so much, which is good. Like, more power to you. Um, but you need to eat food, like just several thousand calories, because your body is just burning so much. Your body's already burned a lot because you have a high metabolism because you're a teenager. Um, but you need to consume food. Yeah, there's a Culver's right down the street from our school, and kids are like, "Is it okay if I go get Culver's?" I'm like, "Yep." Because you're about to go to basketball and baseball, go eat that. Like, well, well, it's bad for you. It's like you're gonna burn it off. Don't worry about oh, yeah. it. Like, like again, it's like that. It's everything's based on consumption. I wouldn't eat Culver's every day, but no. if you need it, you need to pack something, or you don't have something. Yeah, go get go get one. It's not the same thing in the weight room. Like, yeah, dips are great for you, but I don't suggest you to do three hundred in a row. That's right. just <laughs> like let's, let's use some common sense here. Right. Um, are you but, still... Go but, ahead. Well, just it's, just... it's just... Kids just don't know. That's the thing. Kids just don't, like... I say common sense, but kids just don't know. Like, they don't know... Like, when I tell them that protein sentence right there about a gram to two grams, they, their minds are blown. And then they're trying to figure out how much protein they eat in a day, and it comes out to, like, 74. And it's like, yeah, your Lunchable has no protein. Go mm-hmm. drink a chocolate Go drink that chocolate milk. Like yeah. Something. Well, especially your multi-sport athletes, because they, they just, they, they know they don't stop and they burn everything. And that's why when I was in high school, I realized that. So we were drinking protein in the morning and the middle and the night. And even if we went to McDonald's, even though that had a bunch of crap in it, there was still some protein somewhere. Yeah. Like, I mean, Something's better than nothing, but like, let's be, let's try to optimize it. So that's what you just got to educate kids. And 
I mean, it's the best you can do. Well, that's what I told I tell our kids that too. I'm like, well, don't keep up this lifestyle. You're gonna be like me when you get older. You're gonna be huge. Yeah, that's why I my weight swings about thirty pounds in any given year is because I can't. Just also the addictive sugars, like, and more and more studies show once you've had those sugars, your body, even if you haven't had it for a long time, that's why most people break up, break diets and all that stuff because your brain chemistry gets changed because of some of these sugars. Hmm, there's a whole study that re- yeah, there's a whole study released on it like two weeks ago. I didn't, re- I, I read the spark notes obviously because I'm, I can't read a full scientific study yet, but there's a whole thing on part of the reason why people, it's hard for people to break eating certain foods and um, obesity and maintaining diets is because once you've had some of these sugars and other things, some of your brain brain chemistry changes and um, yeah, it's a whole deep well of stuff like, Oh, that explains why it's really hard for me to stay away from stuff. And when I start drinking energy drinks, I eat more food than mankind. So yeah, I mean, on a positive note, I've almost gone a year without soda. Um, energy drinks about a month. So, um, yeah. The energy drink thing I tried, I was like, all right, no energy drinks. And I think I went two months. I was just trying to drink coffee and stuff. Cause I can't have no caffeine just cause of my life, like I have to have something. Uh, and then baseball starts and you're like, we had eight games in seven days or whatever it was. And I was like, yeah, I'm back. All right. I'll be honest, our, and this will probably be clipped somewhere and bite me in the butt later in life, but um, it is a lot healthier for me not to coach. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the three months that, three to four months between me stepping down at Northwestern and me taking the Bradford job, I lost 36 pounds. I have put on probably 15 to 20 of it back on since I've taken the Bradford job. <laughs> It's, it, it, it's, I mean, it, our schedules suck. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It, it just, it, and then you add moving on top of it and a bunch of other stuff. It's just, um, is there a good healthy way to do it? Obviously, but yeah. Um, and, and part of the problem is they also, the Lonnie's came out and those things taste good. Like generally like a monster or a, a bang, they were fine. They got you the energy, mm-hmm. whatever. Yelani energy drinks like generally taste good. Like it yep. is a problem. Um, I'm big on the ghost. The ghost ones are delicious. That's that's the problem, is they figured out how to make these suckers taste good instead of being battery acid. And that's yeah. It's a whole nother whole nother rabbit hole. No, I always gain weight during basketball for some reason. That's where all the weight gets packed on because it's holidays, it's whatever, and then basketball, I don't know. The summer, it will kind of go down because I'm moving around in football. I'm doing whatever. I'm doing multiple. Then it goes back up in the winter, and I just fluctuate. And you're right, though. I agree with you. I don't care if it's cl- – I'll clip it. I don't care. It is healthier to not coach. It really is because, like, in June, I have to stay at that high school for 12 hours a day. What's the best thing to do? Well, I go get Jimmy John's or I'll go do this because it's just easier. I don't think yeah. about it. And then, you're, you're... well, I'll, I'll tell you a good energy drink where it's not no crap in it and it's not very high calories. That Jocko, Jocko Go. I just bought a bunch of it. 
Yeah. Like I, I, the problem is like, I've gone almost a month without the Alani's and every time I go into a gas station, I see an Alani. I'm like, Ooh, like I really don't do that with pop at this point. I think I finally, because I've gone six, seven, eight months without pop before this time. It's kind of finally stuck. Like I'll occasionally have a craving where I want a Mountain Dew. Um, but I don't walk into a gas station and I'm like, yeah, or I can get my wife a Mountain Dew and not worry about getting me one. The Alani's I'm still like, Hmm. Yeah, pop so. pop is easier for me to give up. I'll do it like you do. I'll, I'll, I won't touch it for a while, and then oh, I want a diet coke or something. And I get it. And I'm like, if I have one every once in a while, it's not something where I get it and I go give it to me tomorrow. The energy drink though, <laughs> I'll have two a day. Like that's the problem. I was up to like four Lonnie's in a day. Like oh, it was. That's worse than uh, me. Like yeah, no, no, like that. But again, I my family has an addictive personality. Like you can see it. There's various family members who have certain things. It's a genetic thing. Mine has always been with food and drinks. Mm-hmm. Like it's always been that way since I was a kid. Um. So I mean, is what it is. Am I going to say I'm not going to have an energy drink ever again? No, I, I hell God, I might break in the next week. But um. I do got to start taking better care of myself. So that's a whole nother. Yeah. I'm the devil on your shoulder. Have an energy drink. It's okay. It's all fine. That's why, that's why I'm consuming coffee at the moment. Just, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I slept in this morning. So that's the first time I've actually done that. And then, yeah, try to get a couple of things done today and get these jerseys ordered and get some, hopefully some editing done. Get some more stuff on the school YouTube channel as well, and kind of go from there. Oh, you'll have an energy drink when the season starts. You're going to have to. I'll probably have it before. Like, I mean, Monday and Tuesday are going to be long for me. Like, Monday, we have our lift-a-thon, a a practice, and youth camp. Tuesday, Tuesday we have lifting, 7-12, a walkthrough, because we got to go to um, uh, 7-on-7 that day. So we're going to our social justice seven on seven for the Miami Valley. Um, we're playing three vastly bigger schools, um, but we're going to try fun. Like we're going to struggle a little bit because I we've had to delay a little bit because our baseball team was really good this year. Thank God. Like they went to the sweet 16, had a great season. Um, and thankfully, a lot of those kids also play football because they're athletes and they're also just really good kids. That's the other thing I've learned. That's the other thing about Bradford that I really love. They're generally just there's a lot of really good kids from really good families. Um, so they went long. I had a couple track kids go long that made districts and a couple other things. So I just pushed back some practices and then I had eight kids on a mission trip this week. Oh. So when eight of your thirty four kids are on a mission trip, yeah. It's <laughs> it's kind of hard to have a full, good full practice. Right. So I mean I'm gonna struggle a little bit on Tuesday, which I'm fine with and I've told our kids. I my main thing is competing. Like we got, we got our base coverage in and our quick game and a couple of our small passes in. We've not really seen any live reps against anything, so it's going to be interesting. Have fun. That's what we did. We so school got over June second on that Friday. June fifth, we started basketball camp and football lifts. Then we'd go out and walk through things. Then June eighth, we did a thing with the Chicago Bears outreach and USA football, and the kids got put through drills with three other schools. They donated money to the program, which was awesome. Then they said, let's do seven on seven. And we were like, okay, well, can the coach be on the field with them? Because we haven't done much. And they're like, yeah, sure. And then the following week, same situation. We went to a school. 
It was a two-day seven-on-seven and Lyman challenges, and the coach could not be on the field. I got yelled at because our OC was gone in Europe for three weeks. And so I was the, looked- I was the OC. So I had to get back to my roots of like calling plays. And I was like, oh, here we go. Can I be on the field? And they're like, nope, you can't even walk past this line. I was like, oh, shit. So we had to figure that out. But again, it was just about competing. It's not the end-all, be-all. It was just having fun competing and just kind of getting a feel of what it's going to be. Yeah. No, I get it. Like, so, I mean, it must be nice to be able to take time off as a coach during the summer and go to Europe. That's uh, God. I, I wish I just could afford to go to Europe. Actually, it's my, my main statement. Oh, yeah, he's single. He's not. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just want to go once. Well, he did, like, a, he did a whole loop. He landed in Paris and just made his way around all of – he was there, I mean, two three weeks. He made a, just a trip. He just kept going. I, I just I just once wanted want to do the pilgrimage of St. James. So from western France, northern Spain, to all the way to the coast. So um, I would like to go to Japan once, Australia at least once. Those are kind of the three that I really want to do. Mm-hmm. Scotland, I'd like to see because it looks beautiful as well. So, but those are the main three. Is yeah, I've been to but, Ireland and that's it. Yeah, well, it's just it's, it's teacher. You can't afford it like until you retire. Like that's the thing. Like mm. so. my district, you probably could go. Well, but the problem then is I coach, and I, as being a head coach, you can't really take. Three weeks off there. I mean, we don't have like some, like you guys do like true full weeks off like during the summer. Like I schedule week off, but we don't have true the way the Ohio calendar works. Like, yeah, I could get in my whole tangent on calendars and why the current sports calendar doesn't work, but that's a whole nother conversation because it's just. Oh, I was going to ask you about that. So you're going to get on it when I get there because I had that question. Um <laughs> No, he he told us in the spring. He was like, "Hey, I have an opportunity to go to Europe for three weeks," and we were like, "It's a once in a lifetime trip." He's like, "I'll never do it again," and we were like, "Just go, just go." I said, "I, I'm getting married. I have wedding stuff. I'm not going anywhere. I'll be the OC while you're gone." So he went, and then now that he's back, he's doing all the work. He's like, "Don't worry, guys. I'll do this. I'll do this." He's trying to make up for it. Yeah. Uh, he said it was expensive, but he had mile, like, I don't know, but yeah, it was a trip he couldn't take, but yeah, because we get 25 contact days in the summer. Yeah. Uh, we, we, so, so they, uh, uh, Ryan day has really pushed for expansion and rules. And I, like I said, I just finished up a year as our a state association rep, um, I was, with a job change. I had to step down because I'm different region now. Um, and we've kind of pushed for more expansion because every other sport pretty much has free will during the summer, mm-hmm. like literally basketball, baseball, pretty much. If you're not a fall sport, you have full run of your kids. You can do essentially open gym scrimmages. Or I don't know what the exact term is, but you have free run of your kids. Um, football does not. Um, so day is pushed for more time. Like both COVID, we could do as many days as we want. And and some people abused that, so we lost that. Um, so we get starting May fifteenth. We essentially get eighteen days. Okay. If you if you you get three, you get to use in May, and then you get another. Essentially, you get ten days, and then you get five acclimation days. So essentially, you get fifteen days during the summer. Um, those those five acclimation days, you got to use the last two weeks of July, 
which if you work in certain counties sucks because you have fares. So it doesn't really, it's a pain. Um, but yeah, you get essentially eight, eight May 15th through July 30, 30th this year, you get essentially 18 days. Um, but there's some other stuff you can do with some rules and other things, but I mean, it's not bad. Do, am I ever going to use all 18 at the school map? Probably not. It's because of our size. And like baseball is probably going to be really, really good against next year, which I hope. And so there, I'm definitely not starting the first two weeks of June. I'm probably, if I do anything in May, it might be like one practice, but I'm going to be out eight to 10 kids. I mean, so like those three days don't really help me um, at school size. I'm, I am, um, but yeah, I mean, we get days, we use them. Like I've used like four so far. I'm going to use like th- two next week, two or three. I can't remember. I had to look at my calendar again. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're about to hit the grind really is what we're about to hit. What's better than like Wisconsin? They get like five. Yeah. And Indiana, I think get five, I think. But be careful yeah. what you wish for because 25 is a lot that we get. That's a lot. Um. The rule is, and I'm going to paraphrase in Illinois, does that include weight room for you guys if those are those days? No. Okay. You, I, I could go weight room every day if I wanted to. Okay. Now, are you going to? No. Anybody that knows anything about physiology and strength conditioning, you're not going more than four days. Most people are three. Yep. Like, I wish I could go Monday, Wednesday, Friday. That is the dream world. But baseball, prevent. I have so many kids that play baseball oh. that you're not going to – like, you can't. And I'm fine with that. Like – like I, I have two that play like really good travel baseball. Like they're going to different states and doing stuff like high end uh, um, travel ball. Um, so that's fine. So I go Monday, Tuesday, Thursday lifting, and I go Wednesday practices. Um, that that I'm probably going to adjust in the future. Um, but again, some of it's also limitations when you're a small school like mine. I have no other head coach, head, any other assistants in the building. So, like most of half my staff works real jobs. What I mean, real jobs is they work year round. They don't get uh-huh. summers to essentially just coach football like I do. Uh-huh. Now they also make a seem amount more money than I do. So there's a there's a trade off for that. But um, and then two others uh, teach at nearby districts. So um, like it is what it is, and um, adapt and adjust and go from there. Yeah, we're 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 trying a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday camps because our head coach has four kids, an assistant coach has four kids, and these kids do the travel baseball, which we hate. We freaking hate it. Um, it's annoying. I don't care who knows it. It's annoying. It's a pain. The basketball in junior, though I coach basketball, trying to do all of these at one time is a pain because we host all of our shootouts. Um, and I, I work it though. I'm not complaining about the fact they're doing it. I think it's just trying to balance it all is annoying. And the head basketball coach knows that, but balancing is hard. And, and, and for the kids, it's hard too. Um, but I mean, you want multi-sport athletes. That's the thing. Like, I, I mean, but I want these multi-sport athletes in the weight room too. Mm-hmm. So like that's, you, you gotta find the balance. Like I, like me and our basketball coach did a really good job at working our schedules this year to, Make sure there was nothing. We had one event that overlapped, one, and that's fine. It's something he had already scheduled before I got hired. And you know what? 
guess what? All those kids that went to basketball, I'm not worried about leg day that day because guess what? They're going to run all day. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going to get a good workout in. Other than that, we pretty much we had, we had coordinated our schedules. Baseball has, I mean, they've done things in essentially in between both of us. Like so, us three. If you think of at our school, those are the three major sports in terms of usage by kids. We've done a good job as head coaches coordinating our schedules to where we're not overlapping. And um, like I said, it's it's a balancing act. Um, I will say there's a difference between local rec ball and true travel ball. Um, especially once you get to high school, high school, like most youth baseball is essentially local ball. But once you hit ninth grade, there's a difference between your local rec ball and real travel ball, real AAU, where you're traveling to Indianapolis and South Carolina and Nashville. That is like hardcore. Like you're trying to get a scholarship. You're probably really good. And like one of our best athletes in the building does that. And he's like, coach, I'll see you the last week of July. I'm like, all right. Cause, cause mm-hmm. he'll, cause he actually will come in on his own and lift. Mm-hmm. Like it, both his sisters play softball at OU. Okay. So like they're athletic. His youngest brother's there every day for me. Um, Like I'm not worried about him being in shape. Like he'll lift. He's at baseball practice. He works during the summer. Like fantastic. Uh, my other kids, they make sure they're there. Yeah, it's the travel baseball we hate because I won't get on that tangent. I'll get in trouble, but it's 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 a whole whole thing that we hate. Um, I I used to be that way, but at this point, I just as long as I see them periodically and they can make what they make, I don't care anymore. Like it just it's not a battle worth fighting because you're making making kids choose is never a winning proposition. So why do it? And um, I get occasionally you lose a kid, kid, but I'd say the same thing to baseball. I've watched baseball lose kids to other sports because they're full time in another sport. Like, yeah, somebody, somebody's always losing a kid. Like, I mean, Bradford, I mean, lost a couple kids to just basketball last year for football. It is what it is. It happens. Like, I, I at Northwestern, I think I lost. You always get that kid that says, "I'm going to not play because I'm focusing on something." And every coach gets that comment. Like some of us get it more than others, but it is what it is. Like it's, I think the more, I think the better you do it, encouraging them to play that sport and being open with the parents about sports working together, it works. But you need also head coaches on the same board. And right now, all three of our head coaches are on the same board. And um, I, like I said, I love our, our basketball coaches encourage kids to come play all three our head baseball coach and his two assistants have encouraged kids to play football. And I've done the same. Yeah. Our head baseball coach coaches football. So it's never like pulling kids away. The head basketball coach used to coach football. He played college football. So he gets it. It's the travel ball coaches that we have a problem with. Yeah. And I mean, the, the true travel ball, they really don't, they just want the kids in the summer. Because that's where their mindset is. That's fine. Um, the lo- I'm lucky the local rec ball coaches also coach um, youth football and um, or um, or high school football. So there, I have no worries of any of that where I'm at. Like, but have you heard about this 
fall baseball that's happening. There's travel fall baseball. Like it's you, it's big. Man. I don't. I like I've had I've had in the 13 years of doing this, I've had like three kids who've done fall baseball and one of them played football for me at the same time. It is what it is like. the And then I lost and the other two didn't play for me. Like I, I, you don't, you don't get the same amount of usage there. Um, also, I don't think the quality of players is high because there are, a lot of them are doing fall sports. So like the college coaches don't show up to it as much. Um, it, I could be wrong, but that's my experience. It almost happened. We had like three kids last year during football. Like, yeah, we might be gone for like two weeks of the season because we're going to go to somewhere and play baseball. And we said, what? It's in September. What are you talking about? And like, how can they do this? And they were like, well, it's not a high school sport, so they can do whatever they want outside of high school and blah, 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 blah. And so it almost happens. And we're like, no, like if you go do that, don't come back. <laughs> like just stay where you're at. Like we're jerks that way. We're like, don't, don't. No. Stupid. Um, but anyway, like, be careful what you wish for for all your contact days because it's a lot. We're push like, a bunch of us are pushing where we kind of want – we want to push up the season and maybe just everybody start at the end of July and just roll into August. So that way, like, basketball and baseball can do whatever they want in June and July. We'll just open up the weight room. We can walk through things because contact days are considered when a football is around. If you have a football out there and you're throwing, it's a contact day. Same. Like, I mean, if you have more than seven kids at a time with a football, it's Saturday practice. Mm-hmm. Now, if you keep it at seven in a group or less, not practice. Um, again, contact, like, that's the thing. Like, we just, I just won't use all mine. Like, so there might be a certain year, a couple years from now, I might use all of them. But I think out of the 18, I think I'm ending up using like 14 this year. Like, I'm not using all of them. Like, I don't I don't need all of them. If I was at a bigger school, I'd probably get closer to using all of them. But when you only have 30-something kids, when you factor in vacations and all this other stuff, mission trips and all that, I'm not using them. Um, if I was at a big D1, oh, I'd use all of them. I would, I would, I'd had everything in come August and we're just getting really good at technique. Like, yeah, we're, so we're not going to use them. I think we're using like 20. I think we're have five left over. We're not going to, I think I have 20 scheduled. And the reason why there's 20 is because we did go to the seven on seven, like our actual camp, since we're only doing three days a week, we're not, we would not use that. But, but do you guys get spring ball though in Ohio? That's essentially what the three May days are. Oh, okay. it's, it's the it's not spring ball. It's it's weird how there Ryan Day is pushing. The problem is the calendar don't work. Oh, like yeah. you, can't, you can't start start winter and springs. Well, winter is dragged on too long in my personal opinion. You could condense it and still play the same number of games. It is dragged on way too much. Um, spring ball. I think you could start spring stuff earlier in terms of practice. I don't really see how you move up the calendar because of weather. Like this year's weather was actually pretty good, mm-hmm. but most years it's too cold or rainy to play a full baseball season or track. Yep. Like you, to do, to do it right, you'd have to almost start track as indoor. Now I don't know if there's enough indoor facilities. Now if you started indoor, they would build them and it would be figured out in a year or two. But our weather isn't conducive like the South. Like it, it, it would almost, and I've said this out loud, and 
I don't, you'd have to figure out like you'd almost have to do baseball in the summer to make it work. Mm-hmm. Like truly make it work. Cause, because baseball, let's be honest in the Midwest is more of a summer sport Yep. because the weather is more conducive to it. Like you'd almost have to your eighth grade going in your ninth grade year. That's the first sport you play. Mm-hmm. You play summer baseball. Then you play football. Then you'd play a winter sport. And then that, that way graduation wise it'd work out, but there's, it, you just can't. Yeah. I'm also a big proponent of starting school August 1st. Um, so I have no ride issues come football and you're out May 1st um, because you have state testing at the end of April. And then you have a month of kids thinking they're done because they've done state testing already. But that's, yeah, that's a whole nother count. That's, I mean, that's, that's a, eight hour podcast on its own on fixing school calendars. Um, oh yeah. We said the same thing. We we're like, why don't we push base? Cause like you said, Illinois, same thing. This was the year where we got, I was a freshman B baseball coach and we got 20 games in like, it was great weather last year. Yeah. We didn't do that. It was horrible. And we're like, why don't yeah. we push baseball to start later? Then have like, cause Illinois, cause coaches, some of us want spring ball, but they're like, if you have spring ball, then we got to get rid of the summer stuff and we're like fine that's why if you start football at the end of july and everybody rolls in at the same time and we're all on the same playing field then summer can be travel baseball or push baseball like you said into july like start baseball later it goes into the summer then you can do your basketball or whatever football you're just lifting you can maybe walk through things but then everybody starts the same time we're all on the same playing field and you just roll right into the season yeah it's just it is just really hard but i think there's 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 could you manipulate it? Yes. But what is it reasonable to where people do it? No. Um, like I wouldn't mind a two week pocket in like the first two weeks of May. Um, but that's really the only time you can do it. If you, if you adjusted some schedule, cause right now there, there's no good time schedule wise, like for us, small schools. Now mm-hmm. with that, you could just do what Texas does. The big schools get small, get spring ball. The small schools get extra days in the summer. Okay. I and mean, that's what Texas does. Like under a certain class, you just get extra days during the summer. I'll take that. I'll get the extra days. Centerville down the street and Greenville, who are bigger schools, can have two weeks in May or April. Um, and they just practice without their baseball kids. I mean, you're not that worried about your baseball track kids. They're going to be in shape and you'll get them caught up. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I can't. I couldn't do spring ball if I wanted to because all my kids are in a sport. I mean, yeah. literally, I think uh, my high school roster. I think eighty percent of my kids were in a spring sport. We're in the same boat, even though we have more enrollment. We don't have as many football players as others. We'd be in the same boat. So the head coach is like, "I want to do spring ball," and he coaches baseball. He's the JV baseball coach. And I said, "Well, how many kids would we realistically have in spring ball for it to be worth it? They're already in the weight room if they're not doing a spring sport, yeah. so it's not worth it." Because we have indoor season. Track has indoor season. It starts in January. Like, track gets two stipends because they have the indoor season from January or whatever to March, and then they got outdoor season. But that's the suburbs. Like, that's what they do. Because most people have indoor facilities. That's just what it is. And sometimes I'm like, maybe I should coach track. They get two stipends. Maybe that's what I need to be doing because they get both. But that's Illinois for you. It's way different. Um, are you still on your sprint based football kick? 
Oh, I love sprint. Yeah. I mean, I still do it. Um, I mean, I wish those two would just actually show me a, what a typical like week looks like. And they, I know they refuse because they, and I get it because every student athletes are different, but yeah, I time record. I mean, virtually everything we run. And if, if anything else that we're doing running wise, it's either football drill oriented or it's applicable to speed development. So like I have two podcasts coming out with Zach Goodman um, later this summer, smart, extremely smart. And he's big on like squatting and how it does a speed transition um, and some of the other stuff. But yeah, like we do a lot of sprint based football and any other running we do, it's like med ball relays. So we're, it's a weighted run essentially, which helps increase speed. We do some band resisted stuff, but we ain't, I'm not running gassers. Um, I, I, I haven't run a gasser in two years. Um, I'm about developing speed and like, I don't want my kids to be slow. Like we timed six forties the other day. That might be a little bit a lot, but we do need to get our cardio up a little bit, but the kids enjoy it because they want times and that, and you can hear when a kid, I, I yell at a number and the kid almost curses because he's pissed that he didn't get the number he wanted mm-hmm. or it's not. PR or like running slow. So we do the same thing for our change of directions, our tens. Um, so yeah, I record everything. I push it. Um, like, but again, I also have access to people that other people don't like I've had been able to talk to Tony Holler on a podcast. I, Joey Garicio, uh, Zach Goodman. I've had two podcasts with um, like, and a bunch of other college strength coaches and Really, that's it. Are, are they full speed the cat feed the cats? No, but they're transitioning that way hard. Mm-hmm. Like, there's some habits that are need broken that are slowly being broken. But it is you look at any good college strength coach who posts stuff on Twitter and all their speed stuff and all their running are football apical drills or speed agility drills. It ain't running gassers. It ain't killing kids anymore. It's not, not 1995. Mm-hmm. So. Are you uncomfortable with some of it? Because I think I looked at it then talking to Tony Holler and I really started to think about it. I went to the head coach and presented some of it. And Tony Holler even told me, he's like, you will be uncomfortable doing some of this because your mind's going to tell you, you have to do this or you have to do this. And that's where our head coach is like, I'm trying to get them to do it. And even he said, he's like, I'm about not killing these kids. Like he doesn't want to earn gassers. He doesn't want to do that. He knew that. But some of it, he's like, I just can't. He played linebacker in college. So some of it's like, I can't, I'm uncomfortable with some of it. And I am. I'm not, I'm not really uncomfortable with it. It's more the assistants who don't know the stuff who will ask, like, we need to, like, condition more, we're not in good enough shape, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. you get some of that. I got that a little bit Northwestern, but not really. Like, I mean, I think they kind of get it. Um, like, again, we've upticked our pursuit. Like, it, But I also make sure it's a slow incremental climb. Like, it goes from straight just, we're running, like, 340s, three change of directions, like, over the week. And three of these. So now we're okay. We got those. We've added some like med ball relays. We've added some pursuit drill to work on angles, um, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it, like it's a, it's an uptick. Like I don't, it's the nice thing about being the head coach. I don't have to defend anything. 
I do what I, I I get to do what I want. Um, and then somebody has a question, I explain it. And the kids enjoy it. Uh-huh. Like the kids love it. Um, because I mean, and that's how I've gotten some kids out. Like, I mean, you're not running gassers. Yeah. So, like, the closest thing to a gasser they run is a pursuit drill. But I got we got work on you got to get to the football and you got to pursue. That's the closest thing to a gasser they have. Like you're not running hundreds, you're not running eighties. Like you're gonna run pursuit drill, uh, our forties. Those are probably the longest things you're gonna run. I mean, I used to be a big like four minute forty where you just run nonstop for four. Like no, yeah. like it's, it goes back to that old Walter Payton in the mile whatever quote about he's. Well, he, he's ran in such a slow mile. Like, he ain't going to run a mile in a game, so why are we wasting our time? Um, yeah. So, no, I have no problem with it. Um, and, it's, and like I said, it's a lot easier for me to maybe get some resources that people don't. I would love a year from now to be able to actually get some timers, electronic uh-huh. timers, because it would make my life easier. Um, it will also be nice next year our track will be fully done, so I'll be able to actually fully get on a normal track instead of running in a hallway. <laughs> um not an ideal surface but i still have kids that run stupidly good times yeah um like i have some speed and it's nice and and but i same thing going back to the goodman conversation those kids that run really good seats most of them squat really well like i mean and you see it so like we box squat the crap out of these kids so yeah, we haven't fully embraced the whole sprint-based football yet because I have to, like I said, I'm not the head coach, so I have to plant the seed of like whatever. So I'm trying to do it with just my linemen, and what I mean by that is we're not. I'm not going to hit all the time. I can't because I thought about it. If I got mad enough, we'd do double teams forever. I'm like, you're not good enough. We're going to hit. We're going to hit. We're going to hit. This year, I even told the linemen, "My like, guys, here's the deal. I'm streamlining things. We're going to be. It's going to be." easier like the footwork i'm not going to kill you with footwork we're going to make things simple but you're going to get less reps and what i mean by that is i'm not going to kill you but guess what now it's on you like i've changed my whole mindset and i did like hey instead of double teaming for 10 minutes we're gonna do it for like less than five minutes if that we're gonna hit a bag i i We've not done much. I mean, we have a small roster, so I've not done as much contact stuff. But we are bird dogging the crap out of stuff right now, and it oh, kind yeah. of and bird dogging kind of fills into that feeding the cats mindset. Like you're not killing them with running and extra moving. I mean, my I mean, for us, it's all about footwork and making sure we do stuff. It's muscle memory. Mm-hmm. I'll mm-hmm. just bird dog the crap out of it. It also allows me to see who's messing up stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and me and my other line coach, like, he'll watch the backside. I'll watch the front side. Like, and we, and we go. And and then I switch the defense and go play with the corners. And um, we have some fun and go from there. Oh, that's awesome. I'm by myself right now with O-line. So I have to, like – because our, <laughs> our OC went to Europe for three weeks. The freshman O-line coach went to Europe, but it was for school like a school thing went to Europe. So he was gone. And so just our D line freshman coach was there. So I was like, Hey, you take the O line freshman, get them away from me. Just, just work on whatever varsity. It was just me. And I hate it. I need another guy, but that's why I didn't coach it. I, I literally stand back with my phone. 
I film, I film it, and I'm like, we'll just fix it later. And that's where I'm at. And that's why they're not getting a lot of reps. I'm like, we'll just do a few, then we fix it later. Because the older guys. Now, the young guys, they can fix where they want. The older guys, we'll fix it later. But again, I was the OC for two weeks, so I had to like bounce around. I'd be with the linemen. All right, go get water. Then I have to walk over to the quarterbacks. I have to walk over to the receivers, and I come back. All right, back. They get like a few-minute break. And they all, all the old line were like, Coach Steve, are you okay? You're giving us breaks. You're doing this. <laughs> like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah. But now I threaten them. I'm like, if you guys don't pay attention, we'll go back to the old way. No, no, we don't want to do the old way. They don't want to do up-downs. They don't want to do this. I don't do that anymore. I'm like, if they screw up, I'm like, hey, go sit over there. Don't come back. I'm not I'm not going to kill them anymore. You just can't. That's not... This is not worth it in my mind. Uh, I, I, there's, there's science has taught us that there's better ways to physically and mentally prepare them. So that's where I'm at. Well, another reason why we haven't fully embraced this because we're trying to figure out. Well, because the question is, well, do these kids have weightlifting PE or whatever so they can lift, and then we'll worry about it later? Because some of these guys that do sprint based football, they have that. Like, oh, they'll lift in the school. Then we can worry about it later. We don't have that yet. Um, but that's why he hasn't embraced it yet. And I'm like, yeah, but you can still run and then go lift in the same day. Or like lift one day and the next day's running. Like there's a way we can make this work. So it's just we have all not fully embraced it yet. I'm the only one that's kind of like trying to embrace it. And be like, we don't have to kill them in the weight room. We don't have to do this. Like, just make sure. Or like you said, we had a kid come in. Well, they're going to go to basketball later. Should they be squatting? No, they probably should be doing something else. I'd want my travel ball kids come in for, um, so Wednesday was our first day back from our 4th of July break. He came in, we were going to lift, and then we were going to practice. Because it had been off for a week, so I was like, we're just gonna lift, get light, get a good, good, decent upper body lift in, and then go to practice. And um, he had baseball at night. I'm like, you, I'm not worried about. You can drop the weight down. Do what you need to do. You got a game tonight. Like anything we do today, just be smart. Like that's why I tell kids like that. Might have stuff later. Like you know what you have. Mm-hmm. Be smart. Adjust accordingly. So did he take it easy on uh, benching? Not really. It's because that's not the kid he, he is. Like, he's a full go coach. Like, I want to hit this. I love the kid. He's he's one of our transfers we got in, and he just works his butt off. Like, absolutely great kid. Um, his two older brothers played at the school he transferred from as well. They're all good athletes. Like, just great good friend family. Um, how are you gonna make your practice now if you only have thirty some kids? Like, is it going to be split? Um, it, I, I've, I'm toying with a couple ideas. Like, right now, when we do a practice, we do a half and half. Uh-huh. Like, our practices are a little bit longer right now because install and getting used to stuff. But uh, come the season, I don't want to be on the field more than an hour and a half. Um, but also, we're not going to install a lot. Like, we're going to keep it really simple. Like, we're going to have two, maybe three coverages tops. Like, um, one or two trips checks. So it's like it's not exotic by any means. Um, and then offensively, I mean, we're going to four or five base runs because I'm not his own guy. Um, I've tried. I like, I really like wide zone. I just, my part, part of it is I, I have my opinions on inside zone and the quality of alignment you need in your league. And 
Um, and I like wide zone. I just don't know enough about either one of them. And I say that despite I have several po- clinics on my channel, but I've never sat there and deep dive inside zone or wide zone. Like I've toyed with wide zone, inside zone before, but I just don't know enough. I know my gap footwork. I know it well enough. I know I have li- I can make pretty much any lineman decent in a gap scheme. Um, like if I sat down and studied, that'd be a different thing. Or if I had an O-line coach that knew the crap out of inside or wide zone and like, hey, and could just teach me it and sit there and I felt comfortable that I would probably do it, but I just don't have the, I mean, cause I, I would, I would love to run inside and wide zone. I have like the eye and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's the, like I get, I get the spread and we're, we, we're multiple. We can go spread or under center, but like, I, I love watching wide zone. I have the eye and inside zone. I have some single back under center stuff. I think it just hits so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will. I, I have inside zone and I might get rid of it. We have small linemen, so I keep questioning it. But I'm an inside zone guy from 2018 on just because yeah. I saw like, it. If, if you have comparable O linemen or better, it's a great scheme. Because you, here's the thing you get a lot of one on one blocks in inside zone. You just do. Inside mm-hmm. and what? And wide zone, not as much. You get a lot more moving combos. And I think it's better for the back, too. But inside zone, you get a lot, a lot of one-on-one blocks, depending on how you teach it. And I don't, I'm don't. i not there yet. Now, I have five freshman linemen. Um, some will play, some won't this year. But four, three years from now, that might be a different conversation when they're all juniors and seniors and they've had the, been in the weight room for four years. Yeah, I don't know. Uh for me, I only get one-on-one blocks if they're like a three technique. I double-team all over the freaking place. Uh, I don't want one-on-one blocks the way I teach it. I'm like, the only way you're going to have a one-on-one block is if you're covered and it's like a three technique because you got to kick them out. But like this year, I'm just teaching just get in the way. All you got to do is get in the way. The running back's got to make us right this year. Like that's where I'm at. I have, I have every single old lineman coming back. They're all going to be seniors and they're not big at all. And that's why I do wide zone. I'm like, okay, well, we're not big. We got to be fast. I want you to get in the way. No, no, I love wide zone. And I don't think wide zones, like, I mean, there's some technique stuff that's difficult with wide zone. Like that takes a lot of reps. Uh huh. I think it's vastly easier on the running back. Um, I think it's a lot less of a, I think you get more gains. It's not a potential as a negative as inside zone, in my opinion. I think you you have a more consistency to get zero to five yards in wide zone than you do inside zone. Um, despite the fact, cause just because it's a lot of, if you can teach a running back to read one to two, the down the down lineman number one to number two, and he can just remotely make decent cuts, you're fine. And then you just need your O-lineman to run. If you can get your O-lineman to run, oh, God. I think it's great. Like, I mean, our JV team last year made money off of some wide zone stuff and were competitive because of wide zone. So, like, I think I think wide zone you can do some good stuff with. I really like it. I mean, Kaduti compares it with his duo stuff. I mean, those are his two those are his two base plays is wide zone and duo. Well so I'm put I put in duo this summer. And you want to talk about a play that I'm having a hard time with. It's that one. 
Well, again, it goes back to what, how it's the first time you're running it, really, like full, like full in depth. Like you're, it's the first time you run anything. Your first year, it it looks okay, but you find out as the year goes on what the problems are with it, what complications, how do you streamline your rules? Like that's like you don't know what you don't know until you see it. I had that conversation with uh, Chad Grandstaff, who I had my podcast the other day. He learned so much in the playoffs because. There's stuff he didn't see till then, and that caused him problems. Mm-hmm. So you don't see it, you don't know. Because even if you maybe maybe threaten the problem during the season, is that team you're playing good enough to call it, make that a problem? True. Yeah, the playoffs, they're going to be good enough. So like you don't know what you don't know. So like I I love Duo exceptionally. I just it's another thing. Like I've not researched it enough, and like. The more that's again, I've done a lot better this year about learning offensive stuff because I've been mostly a defensive guy most of my thing, and like I can coach most defensive positions without hesitation. Offense, there's depends on what scheme we're in. Yeah, I went to duo and I'm not doing it the right way because uh, I'm an idiot, but I'm also trying to say how can I compare it to inside zone? So, like the footwork because duo is a gap scheme. Like that's what right. it is. Duo is power without a puller. Yes. And um there's some there's some coaches who do like um I know a couple college coaches who they have duo in their scheme. that's it, really just they've taught it like inside zone. Mm-hmm. So whereas inside zone goes strong, essentially, think of it that way. It's just inverted inside zone footwork. And I get but they do that because it's not a major for them. Right. Like from, I don't, I don't care who knows it for me inside zone. The way I do it is, are you covered to the play side? So like if it's inside zone, right. And you're the right guard, is he head up to your right? You're covered. You get him. If you're not head up or to your right, you wait for somebody to call for a double team on your backside, which should happen all the time. Duo. I'm telling them if it's duo, right, we have to protect the inside gap. So we're all, cause duo moves the opposite. If it's duo, right. All the linemen are going to the left. And that's the way it looks. And we take the same footwork. Inside zone, I, I call it a load step. Duo, guess what we're going to do? A freaking load step. Uh, we gallop. So both of them, I use the same footwork for everything. Wide zone is the only one that's different. And wide zone is just running. Like you push the world. I got it from Timmerman. Push the world away from you. I should see a buck in the knee. Get to this right here and run. And that's it. But on wide zone, I got to teach them knife technique to push the backside away from you. You got to teach them how to read the knee. You got to teach them how to get the screws or a helmet in there. And so you got to do it every day. So I steal reps. Yeah. And speaking, I get of, it. speaking of Kaduti, he's coming on next week. So, so I'll figure it out. Not talked to him in a while. Just I just I just haven't had a chance. I mean, we, we talked all the time during COVID. And I just haven't. Again, I, my I tried to get him last year, so I sent him a message yesterday, and he goes, "Yes, sir, let's do it." Yeah. I just, I like, it just had hectic schedules are so hectic that it's just, you know, it can get hard. I mean, you coach multiple sports. I'm in the weight room year round. It's just, it is where it is. Sometimes, like, can't. Unfortunately, when we do these, we can't keep up with everybody we want to talk to. No, because we talk to so many people. No. And then I'm the type of person that's like, oh, 
like these college coaches, I sent a message to like, oh, I'm on vacation. Like, oh, I didn't mean to disturb your vacation. And like, have you think about that? Yeah. And so it is what it is. Just like I said, I, again, I, as I told you, my fall is my fall release schedule is mostly people I really enjoy talking to. Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of them are just friends. Some have been on before, some haven't. Like, it's just, I just, I narrowed it down. I made sure some topics that I wanted to talk about, but like, they're all just, like, I had two, two technically the Bishop Rosecrans Middle School coaches. They used to be, one used to be the head coach at Zanesville High School, and the other one's the assistant at Zanesville High School. They're just good friends. Mm-hmm. Arnett, who we both love, who's been on your channel. I just love talking to Arnett. He's, he's hilarious. I got to meet that guy in person. Yeah. No, I like, I mean, problem is like my family's all on Eastern side. He's oh. in Western middle of nowhere, Texas. So like, and it's not like at all. Oh, I'll just drive, drive two hours to get over there. No, it's like an eight hour drive. Like it ain't like you're just jumping over. Like it's a haul. So it's not like a quick drive over there. Cause when he first moved, I got him on when he first moved, I can't remember. It was like the second time he came on and he said that he was like, I'm in the panhandle now. And he's like, Texas is so huge. Like it was just, I'm in a completely different world than where he was at the first time. <laughs> not even remotely the same. It's not even the, it is like, it's, you're essentially in a different part of the, the country. Mm-hmm. Like it just, the ge- ge- there's, there's like four different geographies in Texas, both from a actual geography standpoint and from a weather standpoint, like, Northeastern Texas will get northern, really northern Texas will get snow. Southern won't. Eastern Texas is really humid. Western Texas is not. Severe Western Texas will break 100 virtually every day during the summer, and it will, it's like the Sahara Desert. It is just hot. I don't care what you tell me. So, like, Central Texas kind of gets a mixture of stuff. Like, it's just, it is just a wide ranging climate and geography. Yeah, I wanted to move to Texas, but it's too hot. That's not that bad. Well, I'm not. I'm not a heat guy. I'm a big guy. We don't handle the heat very well. Like it just doesn't happen. Yeah. Oh. On the move. On the move. Yeah, I'm gonna have to wrap it up here in a minute. Uh, well, then I then I'll be on the move because I have 11 percent battery power left. Oh yeah, be on the move. Be on the move. <laughs> I didn't realize what time it was. Yeah, I gotta. She's off to a bachelorette party, so I gotta make sure it's all good. Yeah. I'm just running up here to grab my charger so my computer doesn't die while we do this. Well, that's why you have to have a production. I have a charger in here, I have a ring light in here. Well, yeah. Well, I'm still adjusting to my move to what room I do these in, so, yeah. Oh, you completely moved. Yeah. So, and like I said, I didn't think to grab my charger this morning because I was at 100% battery, but between this and a couple other things, it's, there we go. I won't die now. Your wife must love you having to move all the time. Eh, well, we, we're lots, I mean... We've been pretty stable the last couple moves. It's like two, three years out of place. So, like, yeah. I moved to a nicer area and my rent got cheaper, so I was happy. Oh, you can't beat that then. Like, hey, we're doing we're no. doing good. Yeah. 
nicer and cheaper rent. There we go. Where I was the opposite. <laughs> I did the opposite. Like, so it is what it is. And like I said, just trying to get much done today as possible between editing, talking to you, getting our Miami Valley directory updated, um, getting stuff done for next week. Like, so, um, yeah. And we'll, like I said, once we get off here, I'm going to officially order these jerseys and be good to go. Like, head in the right direction. Well, Coach Banster, there's one last thing I got to do to you before we wrap it up. Was talking to Coach Carrick, Flexbone 101 last night. And uh, he's like, make sure you give Coach Banster shit for me because he got a new head coaching job and this podcast, he's become big time. He wanted me to give you some shit. I'm not like, it's just like, again, it's just too, I have so much to do. <laughs> like, no, no, I mean, if, if you don't message me, like I, like half the time, like I just, it's hard for me to get a hold of you. Like just time wise, like message me, get a hold of me. Um, but yeah. So, so like it ain't, ain't big time anybody. It's just time schedule wise. I mean, just when can I get a hold of you? When can I talk to you? I mean, and then on top of all my daughter's stuff, I mean, I spent most of the spring driving two hours of archery events, and hell, I think I, I drove an R20 this past weekend between the zoo, Barchi band stuff, and other stuff. Like, it just... Well, it's because he hasn't done his flexible 101, so I think he misses it, so he's like jealous. It wasn't like he was jealous. He's like, you guys are doing your thing, and I haven't done it yet, so he's like, so give Banster some shit for me when you talk to him. <laughs> That's not, that's not on. I mean, he just needs that. I've invited him. I can't invited him come on last year and just timing wise, it didn't work out. But again, like all of us are busy. Like, no, he'll, he'll come on. He's, he's funny. He's like, just give him some shit. Um, yeah. Like he's, I mean, again, it goes back to schedules and it goes back to, I mean, our landscapes ever changing in terms of this, whatever this realm is. Oh, yeah. Um, and, there's some of us that are still here and there's some of us that were here that are gone and there's new faces and, and schedules aren't like, let's be honest. We all got really good and we're able to do this during COVID because we have a lot more free time. <laughs> we weren't allowed to go do anything. Our kids didn't have any events. Well, all, all that's gone now and we have to go do stuff. And yeah, like, I mean, I was crap. I was recording six or seven clinics a day at that point. Now I'm, I mean, I don't produce nearly that many clinics in the off season. We get a couple, I do a couple podcasts and that's about it. Like, it's just. Well, like I said, Sheffer was my motivation because he started talking to coaches and I said, well, I got to do that. And then you went crazy and I was like, well, I got to go crazy. So I started to go crazy and then now I don't see it. So it's like, well, then as soon as you start posting stuff, like, well, I got to get people on. It's like, well, hold on a second. Yeah. No, like, and like I said, my schedule's getting trimmer and trimmer each year. Um, like year one was okay. There's 300 clinics and interviews that went on the the channel. I mean, year two it probably dropped to down to about 200 of those. And now, it, I mean, this year I've probably done maybe 100 videos this off season from the end of the season to now. Like next year will probably be even less. Like, um, it's finding a good healthy balance of what works and who's willing to share stuff. And, um, 
like I said, I've dropped, I, I mean, I released weekly clinic. I released a hundred in here. I'll tell you, give me a second. I will have released a hundred and I mean, almost 160 straight weeks of give or take of uh gap down backer podcast. Wow. Something along that up until August. And then it's probably going to just drop down to about once every three to four weeks because it's just time and energy and yeah, being able to do all that. So, well, thanks for coming back on. I had to end it with that. He wanted me to give you some shit. So you want to be funny. Well, thanks for coming back on. Good luck in the fall. Uh, Hopefully you win some games with your speed based training that I'm jealous of and I can't do all of it. But thanks for coming back. No problem.